And welcome back to Hancock and Kelly. John Hancock alongside Michael Kelly. Joining us now on the guest line is CBS News reporter Wendy Gillette. She's been following the crisis at the southern border of the United States uh, in in just a few days, May the 11th. Title 42 is set to expire. Wendy Gillette, welcome to KMOX. Tell us about Title 42. Yeah, Michael and John, there was a briefing at the State Department yesterday laying out these new immigration protocols designed to ebb the steady flow of migrants who are arriving at the southern border. There will be immigration processing centers throughout Latin America to screen migrants starting in Colombia and Guatemala, with more countries probably added later. The regional hubs will make decisions about migrants if they qualify for refugee resettlement in the U.S., family visas, or work visas, they could also be resettled in Canada or Spain, which have both agreed to accept some of them. The processing centers could handle around five to 6,000 migrants a month. U.S. immigration employees will conduct the screenings. Now, this is in place of Title 42, which, as you mentioned, will end on May 11th. Title 42 allowed the government to expel more than 2 million migrants without processing their asylum claims. There are estimates that the ending of Title 42, along with the COVID public health emergency on May 11th, will mean a possible spike of migrants, maybe as many as 13,000 a day at the southern border. Yeah, and we've seen in in the lead up to Title 42's um, ending, we've already seen an uptick in the amount of activity at the border. And of yeah. course, and of course, this policy that uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and uh, Secretary uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas are going to spearhead is designed to kind of reduce that. Is there, is there a sentiment that it's going to work or do we still think we're going to have the crush at the southern border, even with these regional centers? Well, as you mentioned, there has already been a sharp increase in illegal migrant crossings before the removal of Title 42. The Border Patrol reports about a 40 percent higher rate of migrant apprehensions compared to last month. And in May, it's expected that, as I had already said, that 13,000 a day possibility of that many migrants at the southern border and these processing centers will only be able to handle five to 6,000 migrants a month. So at least in the short term, it does not look like it's going to stem the tide of migrants who are arriving at the southern border. Since March 2020, when Title 42 went into place, 2.7 million people have been expelled as a result of this process. That's unsustainable, not only for the United States, but for the the countries that they're traveling through. Uh, have we seen any cooperation from these Latin American countries or Mexico going to work with the federal government to help us address this problem, as this has also got to be a problem for them? Yes, there has been some cooperation and agreement that there will be more done in these countries to try to help people there instead of waiting until they get to the southern border. But all of these policies that have been laid out, they're probably going to face legal hurdles. A senior U.S. official says the administration is fully cognizant that many of the measures are vulnerable to litigation and that the only lasting solution can come from Congress. There is a border security package in Congress that will be introduced next month. So we'll have to see how that goes. This is a Republican-led effort. Young people, children who show up at these migrant centers, will they be treated differently than adults who are making these pilgrimages? Well, there have been rumblings that perhaps the administration will bring back the family detention plan that was so unpopular under the Trump administration. 
But yesterday, uh, both of the officials said that that is not happening at this point. And one of the things of, of all the issues that we're dealing with, you've got all these cartels that are, you know, people are dying trying to get to this country. And some of it's been driven by drug cartels. There are illegal drugs that are crossing the border, uh, some of them through this process. How significant is are those factors in what the government's deciding to do right now? Right. Definitely the Biden administration says it's important to try to figure out which migrants are facing an actual uh, situation in which they could face death or or some kind of punishment if they return to their home countries. Um, and that's why this weeding out is going to happen. This will be done by immigration officials in person. And for the first time, they're going to allow uh, calls to the migrants who are being housed in uh, settlement centers in um, at the border. So that's the first time that they're allowing that. So it'll be a mix of in-person and uh, calls to try to figure out exactly what the motives are of these people. We are visiting with Wendy Gillette, CBS News reporter, about the uh, potential migration centers that will be set up in South America and other parts of Latin America. Uh, Wendy, uh, you've mentioned that there's going to be a piece of legislation that's going to go up this coming month in Washington, D.C. Are we seeing any type of bipartisan cooperation, or is this going to be the typical Democrat-Republican stalemate? (laughs) Not sure about that at this point. This is very early days in terms of uh, them introducing the possible legislation. Um, a couple of Republicans spoke about it um, yesterday. Uh, the Biden administration will enforce a new rule that will bar some migrants from applying for asylum if they cross the U.S. border illegally or fail to apply for safe harbor in another country. There's also going to be an expansion of Title Eight, which will mean anyone who's removed from the U.S and then tries to illegally cross the border, will face a five-year ban on legal admission to the U.S. and possible criminal prosecution. And the family visa program is going to be expanded from Haiti and Cuba to Colombia, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. But there's already some efforts by Republican-led states to counter some of this. Um, They have asked a judge to reject the sponsorship uh, program. So that's one part of this this new um, rule system of rules that's being uh, rolled out. Such a persistent and complex uh, policy problem that is facing the United States. Wendy Gillette, uh, last question before we let you go. You mentioned that Canada and Spain have agreed to potentially take in some of these asylum seekers. Is that a a new negotiation or has that been in place prior? No, this is new. This is brand new that this is happening. So that it potentially can ease some of the burden that, that's being faced there. Yeah, possibly. But again, when we're talking about the numbers, the numbers that we're, yeah, yeah ten to 13,000 a day and then only five to 6,000, it's those five to 6,000 that might be going to Canada and Spain. That, that, that's a month, five to 6,000 a month. Yeah. So you compare that to 10 to 13,000 a day and it's really, you know, not really a drop in the bucket. It's a it's an issue that has plagued this country for many years and probably will continue to do so. And we'll keep an eye on it. Wendy Gillette, thanks so much for your time. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks so much.